This is Comic Geek Speak, episode 1526, Post-Christmas Mishmash. I'm Brian Chrisman. I'm Shane Kelly. I'm Adam Murdo. And I'm Chris Eberly. And welcome to the show. This is our first time, I believe, back in the studio in about two weeks. We're pretty close to it. Well, all of us in the studio. Actually, Mr. Murdo made a little trip here not too long ago. Mm, so I did. So I did. <laughs> Recording another installment of A Christmas Carol. Yes. The next to last. The penultimate. Oh, I love that word, penultimate. Yes, we discussed the etymology of that word the other day. We night. did. It did, exactly. It was, it was a fun conversation, <laughs> which you weren't a part of. I was The guy knows his Latin. That's all I got to say. He <laughs> knows his Latin. He knows his Latin um, etubute. That's know. a dead language. <laughs> it has its uses. I know, I know. And it its descendants are still very much alive and vital in the English language to this day. I actually wish it was a good language. I, I like listening to people speak Latin. <laughs> You're very strange that way. Well, you know, I mean, I'm strange I go to mass. In the same way, mass man. used to be said oh, in okay. oh, all Latin. Right. All right. I'm let's sorry. Not for, let's let's not forget that the one of the mightiest civilizations that ever existed uh, spoke Latin. That's yeah. one reason why we have, we have English. So, thank you, Mister Historian, <laughs> or whatever. Your history t- t- teacher, I guess. I'm a, I'm a lifelong student of history. Let's put ah, it that. Ah, very good. As we all are. Well, anyways, you can tell this is going to be all over the map here. There are 293 ways to make change for a dollar. <laughs> I just read my Snapple cap. What? There are 293 No, I know. Ways. What did you just say? What? What is that? There, it's my Snapple cap. I oh, have your, a, oh, your Snapple, Snapple cap. My Snapple I cap. I thought you said your Snap app. I'm like, what's a Snap app? My Snap app. app. Yep, yep. I snap my fingers and that sucker pops up. It's like the door to the TARDIS. You snap your fingers, it opens. To me, the app comes on. And gives you useless bits of trivia. That's right. Which is no different than my own brain. <laughs> oh, really? You <laughs> so. <laughs> You said we were all over the place. Well, we're all over the place. Now we're all over the place. Yeah. I, I we're mishing and we're moshing, we're folks. We're mishing and we're moshing because <laughs> there's all kinds of things we haven't seen each other, well, more or less, yeah. all in one room since uh, before Christmas. Oh, I did see Shane just a few days ago, yeah. which well, we'll, talk, we'll about, talk about that. We'll too. talk about that. But first. I was going to say, do we have to do that now? Well, yeah. Is this the point where well, we're I'm going to forget about it and we get paid. 20 minutes from now, we're and like, oh, Pants crap. needs money. Anyway, <laughs> this, this episode of You Com- act like you get paid. <laughs> This episode of Com- – by the way, um, let me – before I go any further, if I'm shouting, I'm terribly sorry. We, we, we actually got a voicemail from someone in New York who didn't leave his name or whatever, and he mentioned that you know sometimes the levels in the show are kind of off, and mm-hmm. I'm very conscious of that. We actually have an equalizer here, but it's been on the fritz for quite some time, so I do my best to try to you know keep my voice not to – because my mic is really hot usually. I turn it down, and those guys sometimes not so much, so – if I'm shouting, I apologize, but sometimes I get so excited. It's very rare for me. I'm, I'm all wired up. across. <laughs> oh, my God, Shane, you're here. Hello. Bird, hello. <laughs> That's what it's not. But really, he's just talking like this. <laughs> well, now, now that I'm back in the daylight yeah. uh, of working daylight, so the, the sun is just rejuvenating me yeah. all of a sudden. I could tell. <laughs> ah, sun. Sunshine vitamin A. Yes. But anyway, this episode of Comic Geek Speak is brought to you by... 
discount. Oh, you, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna, You're in the groove. I'm in the groove by discount comic book service and instocktrades.com. So go to dcbservice.com for all your pre-ordering needs. When you pre-order from DCBS, all of your DC, Marvel, Image, and Dark Horse books are right away 40% off the cover price. Most of probably sure between 25 and 35% off cover price. Uh, we've been using them for quite – I keep talking back. my. I've used them for like seven, eight years yeah. right now. InStockTrades.com. Oh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> and their sister company, InStockTrades.com, where, Shane, help me out. You go to for all your ordering of hardbacks and trades. If it's on the website, it's in stock. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> it's in stock. <laughs> they run specials, too. They'll have sometimes a, a special for one company or another or a specific title and all the volumes included in that title. Um, check their website. Their specials change. So as always, like everything else, check them early and often for best selection. Yep. We want to thank our sponsors, Discounts Comic Book Service. Go to dcbservice.com for all your pre-ordering needs. And then also go to in-stock trades to get your trades and hardbacks because it's on the website, Shane. It's in stock. It's in stock. Mm-hmm. I appreciate DCBS's uh, little reminders that they shoot out to me. Towards the end of the month. By your previews. I always forget. <laughs> and I'm like, how much time do I have left? Oh, crap, two days. All right, ding. There goes an email. Ding. Remember, we don't have your order. Remember. I'm like, ooh, I got to get on that. Ooh. See, I, I order like within the minutes of the going live on the website. Oh, God, no. Yeah. Oh, I, I do. I've because, been doing because it. Because if I don't, I'm going to forget. I, I order it. within minutes of uh, the website being updated for yes. the following yes. month. <laughs> I'm, I'm at like <laughs> 11 to midnight the night before it's planning to be updated. Whatever our own delinquent habits, uh, in stock trades and DCB service have been companies that have been very good to us, both as a podcast collectively and as individual consumers and collectors of comics and comic related stuff. Yeah. So we're not just uh, giving them lip service here; we use these websites and we love them to death. It's good that they actually know us and like us because, <laughs> because we're a mess. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. All right. Uh, again, I'm just going to go through some of my list of some things that I have here. Um, we will at some point in the not too distant future. I thought what? you were going to go, we wish you a Merry Christmas. No, 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 uh, We, now I lost my train of thought, Jay. Thank you We so much. will. We, we will at some point in the not too distant future, um, give our list, I guess, of categories. We open up for the best of 2014 voting. Murray, you want to talk a little bit about that, which you have, uh, Oh, sure. It's our annual uh, end-of-the-year awards show uh, you know, by, by CTS listeners, for CTS listeners, um, uh, celebrating the best in uh, comics of the uh, recently concluded year. So this year it's the best of 2014 show. Um, more about it in the upcoming weeks because at the time of this recording there are still a few uh, possible late entries to be released uh, on the very last day of 2014. Correct. Uh, for consideration. But, uh, yes, there, there will be a list of uh, categories uh, for consideration. Uh, and we will be we – will, each of us participating here on the podcast, uh, the co-hosts of CGS, will uh, come up with our own nominees for each of those categories. And we will be soliciting lists of nominees from all of you, the listeners, as well. And, uh, again, more information about uh, how to participate in this process, if you've never done it before, uh, will follow in later episodes. 
And also check on thecomicforums.com. There will also be a, a – usually – I don't want to speak for Murder. There used to be a thread on there mm-hmm. where it's, it's easy yeah. to cut and paste. Right, just listing <laughs> all categories, however right. many of them there are and whatever they turn out to be. So, yeah, once we finalize that. And we, we, we usually have a specific email you can send it to. But, again, news and that to follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a reminder that Saturday, March seventh, 2015 – is the 10-year anniversary of this very podcast, Comic it's Geek Speak. Great that it ends up on a Saturday. Isn't it, though? Yeah. Yes. So we will have a live recording that Saturday here in the studio, probably sometime 11 a.m. noonish time. We don't have that hammered out exactly, but we'll have a live recording in the studio, which we will plan on streaming live on the interwebs. Definitely after Shady Maple's breakfast. Oh, yes. There's probably going to be a Shady Maple breakfast that Saturday morning. <laughs> Uh, perhaps some informal get-together that Friday evening ahead of time. Yeah. But uh, the recording will take place Saturday. If you want to come to the recording, you're more than welcome to do so. Uh, I know we have a bunch of folks from New York already planning to come down. I think oh, they booked cool. their, their uh, Airbnb place to stay <laughs> in the area. Good. Um, so we welcome you to come to the, uh, the studio and witness the recording. And then afterwards, well, first of all, there will be balloons. You know? There will be at least two balloons because I promise Ian there will be balloons. <laughs> um, we may have some. Water or helium. Yes. Uh, we may have some prizes uh, for, for for things. Uh, there'll probably be a visit, I'm sure, to Golden Eagle at some point during the afternoon. Oh, yeah, yeah. But a day of, wait for it, fellowship. Ah, uh, yes. Merriment. <laughs> Splendid. So very much looking forward to that. And the week after that, um, the weekend of Saturday, March 14th and March 15th of 2015, myself... Mr. Brian Deemer, Mr. Adam Murdo, and a cavalcade of others will be attending the 4th Annual London Super Comic Convention over in London, England. Shane, looking at you, what's your plans? I know you're looking at me. Look by me right now. You're not, you're not. That's not helping me at all. Well, we'd love you to come. Oh, I know. I'd love to go. Um, because actually they have just announced their most recent fourth wave of creators, guests, coming to the show. And they are Anishella Cosplay. By the way, I must mention that they were actually very big on cosplay. They actually had a nice big event last year for them. I know there's been some talk recently on the interwebs about conventions and cosplay. Well, London has embraced it. And they're getting a lot of international, which is cool because I think some of these people are coming from, like, France to cosplay. Hmm. We have so, so nice international cosplay. These top five people. So Anishella Cosplay is coming. Uh, oh, boy, goodness. Yildere Sinar. Neil Edwards, who actually is already from the UK. And Neil actually is a listener of this very podcast. Indeed. And has been very kind over the years to us. Actually been sending me some emails. Sent me a very Merry Christmas email where he included a nice sketch of Superman and another sketch of Spider-Man. Also, he wanted to mention that he is on Justice League United now, along with Jeff Lemire at the moment. On Excellent. the, the Infinitus, the, I'm sorry, the Infinitus Saga. Infinitus. Thank you. I'm so sorry. Is that Latin? <laughs> I would have said uh, that wrong, too. Well, Latin <laughs> derived, anyway. <laughs> With a legion of superheroes. So check out Neil's work. And he's a great guy and That's great. great artist. And good to see him again over in uh, London. Uh, Rashan Ekadel, David Mack. Ed McGinnis. Nikita Cosplay. Sabine Rich. Victor Santos. Dexter Vines. Christian Ward. And somebody by the name of J.K. Woodward. <laughs> 
Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Along with, <laughs> along with their other announced guests, including Neil Adams and John Armita Jr. Which brings me to mailbag. Ah. <laughs> letters. I was Will just going to do letters. <laughs> Will you get Saxon? Saxon? Letters. Letters. All right. Well, what would a Christmas time be without an air mirror package <laughs> from the UK from Dr. Eamon Clark? Caliban on the forums. It's kind of a large one, too, isn't it? Yes, it is. And so is the package. Sizable parcel. Okay. <laughs> so... In here, we have, and he is always so kind with this, he has some small gifts, each oh, for Hazel, nice. Brian's daughter Hazel, Clara, Brian's other daughter, and your sons, Matt and Ben, Shane. Nice. So Thank will, you. They always get excited about that. So I will that. pass those over to you, I will hang on to these. And if you're careful, if you're not, I mean, if you're not careful, they might actually fall out of the wrapping there. Holding them to his ears and shaking them. I see what the bottom says. That's <laughs> <laughs> clearly the silhouette of the TARDIS on the wrapping paper. Yes. Oh. New, new paper. I mean, exactly. it's always Doctor Who paper, but new TARDIS paper. Exactly. Awesome. So we have uh, some gifts here for Hazel and Clara, which I will pass on to Brian. And then we have here. Ooh, sorry, so a little bit uh, open there oh, that's for, for Ben and Matt. And Thank now <laughs> there's one... There's one big package here where it says, for the geeks, sorry, not enough paper to wrappers individually. <laughs> who who would have thought rolls of TARDIS wrapping paper would be smaller on the inside? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so, hey, I can appreciate one, that. I wrapped uh, every single present in my household this year. It says, happy Christmas to all at CGS from Eamon Clark. Hope to see some of you at London Super Comic Con 2015. Well, you'll see at least three of us, maybe more. No guarantees. But the the card here has the Creeper Blue Beetle in question on it, Shane. Yay. Pass that around. It's a Ditko assortment. After Murd looks at it, that's going to go prompt right past uh, my desk. I'll try to open this up carefully. I don't like Shane like to keep dropping paper That's awesome. Well, Matthew, that's a good job of it here. That's all right. I'll take the kids. Oh, my goodness. Well, I, I am on top here because you spelled my name B-R-I-A-N. I on top? Is that what you said? Holy cow. Good God almighty. Well, Shane, take that. Take that, Shane. Holy crap. Take that, Adam. Chris is not here, but I have yours for you, Chris. You also Thank have you, a, a Peter and Brian as well. Oh, dear wow. God. It's a little goodie bag of, of goodies. Uh, wow. So, up first, again, he, over the years, and God bless him, he's been trying to get us to read 2000 AD. So, in here is a copy of 2080. Mine is Prague 1900. The perfect new storm. All new stories start inside. Eamon, you're killing me. <laughs> I, I got to read this. It's a gorgeous cover here. It looks like it actually might be a photo cover. It's so good, but it may not even be. And it, along with that is a sketch of Judge Dredd. Actually, old man Dredd saying, I am... Oh, the law. Huff, puff. <laughs> and now I don't know the artist. It's, it's, it's Stuart. I'm not sure which Stuart that is. That's a first name or a last name. But, Eamon, thank you very much. 
That's wonderful. I have 2000 AD Fighting Dirty going loco as Frank and Amy flee Hondo, Prague 1761. And a sketch of who one of the guys on the cover by Lee. What'd you say that is at the bottom there? Um, I'm not exactly sure. May I see it a second here? Yeah. Hmm. But it's darn tootin' identical to the cover here. I'm sure let us know who who did the yeah. arc here because I don't want to botch I'm, it up. Botch it up, yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Awesome as always. Mine is one of the older progs around the table. I think. Oh it's, boy, uh, it dates back to uh, it, it's prog four seventeen of two thousand eighty. Oh wow! Eleventh May nineteen eighty five. Reminding us that it's in orbit oh, yes. every Monday. Mine's 2011. <laughs> okay. We've got Judge Dredd in the Badlands of... Bur- oh, wait a minute. Maybe that's not Judge Dredd at all. Well, one of the stories is called In the Badlands of Burrito. And uh, it, it might be a completely different character, but uh, yeah, it kind of looks like it is. And uh, the sketch included is of, uh, well, whoever the lead character of In the Badlands of Burrito happens to be. And... Uh, Oh, it's Strontium Dog. There we go. Yes, yes. Eamon has sent me a collection of Strontium Dog comics in the past. Ah, yes. And uh, so there he is. I guess John T- Johnny Alpha, I think the character's name is. Okay. Didn't recognize him at first. Uh, but the artist is – it's signed by the artist and it, it's Zuckin, I think. Uh, yeah, it's it, – I can't make out the signature too well, but it, it, it okay. looks like it says Zuckin. It was drawn this, this year, uh, 2014. Um, and the uh, well, the Judge Dredd lead story seems to involve Judge Death. So, uh, well, thank you for that, Eamon. Excellent. Well, yes, thank you very much. And Chris, I'll make sure you get yours on your next visit to the studio, which is not too far away. Hint, hint, no, look for- look wait, wait. forward to it. Thank you, Eamon, very much. Yeah. I love these formatted books of this size um, and the, the thinner kind of paper. When, when I got to <clears throat> visit England back in 1990, oh, my God, I had picked up – and I'm, I'm sure I've said it before on the show – I've picked up um, a couple DC books that were produced like this. It was a Justice League mm-hmm. from the Giffen de Mateus era. And um, I think the other one was a Superman book. And I only have the Justice League one still existing in my one box at home. But I, I like these little bit bigger magazine-y, thinner paper type formats. <laughs> yeah, mine is you know, the one from 85 here is downright uh, newsprint. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Well, That's again, great. looking forward to see you again, Eamon, in London. Thank you very much. All right. <laughs> I have a couple actual letters here. Uh, Christmas cards, if you will. This first one comes to us from Lynn Workman. Lynn Workman of Bushy Tales fame. And uh, <laughs> the, the stamp on there is uh, – help me think. What's the name of the creature there, Shane? Oh, that's the, the Abominable Snowman okay. from uh, – you're without Santa Claus? No. Uh, no, it's from Rudolph, Rudolph, and it's the Abominable Snow Monster. Thank you. Common mistake. He goes, thank you. Hope you like the Mike Norton stamp, he says. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's see here. Oh, glitter. Oh, God, I hate getting glitter all over my hair. <laughs> oh. So many gods. You should talk. I live with it every day. I know you do. I know you do. It's got an owl with a Christmas hat on it. It says, Who? season's greetings. Hey, geeks. Sorry, long time no speak. Merry Christmas. Enjoy the beauty of the season. He's got little character sketches there of his <laughs> cats and his, uh, and his wife, Nikki. Lynn, Harley Quinn and Jarrell, the cats. And then, of course, Nikki. <laughs> oh, he's got a <laughs> picture of them at the, the Hogwarts Express. Nice. Oh, neat. Excellent. Yes. Down at Universal Studios? Oh, nice. 
<laughs> I was following them on Facebook when they were down there. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you, Lynn. It has been a long time since we've heard from you. Yeah, it has. I, I can do that out the glitter, though. Now it's on my hands. <laughs> It'll be with you for <laughs> days. Oh, hey, don't spritz it up. <laughs> and we've got another letter here from Rob and Diane Ruddle out in uh, Ronert Park, California. Wow. A l- very long typewritten letter. I won't read your whole thing, but it's we'll, I'll pass around everybody here. And, of course, the uh, Christmas card with his uh, love is all, all – ah. says, love is all you need. Happy holidays. Love, Rob, Diane, Grace, and Madeline, his family. Excellent. All right. Well, again, you guys, if you say anything, you, you jump in because I'm going to keep going here. That means Go. you too, Chris. Pansy, you just keep on motoring. <laughs> we also got in a recent uh, package from Tomorrow's Publishing Ooh. with a copy of Comic Book Creator Issue Number 6 from Summer of 2014. Presents Swamp Men, Muck Monsters of the Comics. It's the second double-sized comic book creator annual examining those creepy man-critters that crawled out of the bayou back in the 1970s through the memories of the artists and writers who helped create them. Interviews including um, with Bernie Whiteson, Alan Moore, Mike Plug, Len Wein, Steve Gerver, Stephen Bissett, Rick Veach, Val Mayrick, Jim Mooney, John Totalbone, and the remembrances, remembrances of many others. There's a great Frank Cho cover. Some of the stuff is in color and black and white, and God bless me, God help me, Shane. This smells wonderful. Wow. <laughs> so again, thank you very much. Tomorrow's publishing. All right, like I said, this is going to be all over the place here. So last week, um, I broke my. I, 2014 has been a very odd, odd year for me personally for for many reasons. But one of the one of the positives on it is that I have managed to somehow lose over 40 pounds this year. That's great. One of the things that I did is I cut out eating at fast food restaurants. No no Burger King, no McDonald's, no Wendy's, no Arby's. Now, I, I did go to Wendy's once during that time, but I had a baked potato, so I don't necessarily count that. And their baked potatoes are pretty <laughs> darn good. But with broccoli on it, too. Oh, yum. But recently, I had to make a visit to Burger King. When I was a lad, back in the, the 70s, I used to love the Yumbo sandwich. <laughs> Yumbo. And I don't a, remember the sandwich. Well, as, as I recall it, it was <clears> – I think it was called a Yumbo because it was like a Yumbo-type bun, which was you know, basically a hamburger bun. It's basically a hot ham and cheese. Mm-hmm. And I remember that – I loved that at Burger King. And then they stopped making it for whatever, whatever reason. And they brought it back recently. And when I saw they brought it back, I was like, God, i got to try one of those. Now, they've changed it. It's still a hot ham and cheese. And uh, it's on one of their, like, um, like a sub roll, small. Some, like a small sub roll, yeah. And they've added lettuce and mayonnaise to it. Oh, okay. And I think it retails, retails for it. I think they sell for, like, three sixty nine. But they had a special where it's part of their two-for-five-dollar menu. So I got that along with a chicken sandwich just in case I didn't like it. So I got one. Yeah. I got to tell you, no lie, that took me right back to the 70s. The way it tasted, the way it smelled, I don't know how they did it. I don't know if my mind is just drawn back to that thing, but I loved it. I love when that stuff happens. Oh, my God. They brought back the freaking Yumbo. I love the commercial for that, too. Yes. That's a great commercial. Oh, the one uh, with the – All decked out in the 70s, orange and brown. Mm -hmm. 
oh. sort of ambush unsuspecting patrons <laughs> yeah. as they somehow walk back into 1976. <laughs> yeah, the whole the, all, all the patrons are all 70s up. The mm-hmm. people behind the counter, the oh, it's great. I want to find that Burger King. Oh, you're not kidding. <laughs> I don't know in what city they they rigged that up, but I hope it, it <laughs> I remains hope there as it. long as the Yumbo promotion continues. Yeah. And if if we're lucky, it'll be in New York, and we can all try and find it. But now the kicker is, when I did some research on it, and according to everything I found online, they stopped selling Yumbo 40 years ago in 1974. I can still remember eating <laughs> that when wow. I was like five years old. Oh, my God, I'm ancient. <laughs> Jiminy Cosby. Oh, I it, again, it, it took me right back. So that is an absolute – that's a buy, buy, buy. Although maybe <laughs> get it when it's it's cheaper like that. Okay. okay. Similar <laughs> similar thing happened. Sure. Not that I went to eat any of it, but – By the way, st- this is Mishmash. So there's your, yeah, there's this part is, of your Mish for yeah. you. <laughs> I stumbled across a YouTube video of McDonald's Happy Meals uh-huh. from the late 70s, a commercial – for Star Trek, the motion picture Happy Meals, which took me right back because I remember getting one of those. Um, what year was that? 79. 79. 79. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. I thought the year I was born. And uh, I can I can distinctly remember having that, and I kept that bugger box around for months and months until it was falling apart because I wouldn't get rid of it, even though it had food and grease stains on it, whatever. <laughs> but that's great. Oh. I'd have to try Yumbo. It sounds good. I'm not big on fast food places myself anymore. Uh, neither am I, but it's it's good. I, 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 I swear to God, I'm not making it. It just took That's me right crazy. back. I almost started crying right there on the restaurant. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was my – but the thing was 490 calories. It's like, oh, oh my God. Ah, it's just a number. Just a number. Just a number. <laughs> That's like uh, That's 25% number. of my intake. Yeah. I had to go to the gym and work that off. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. By the way, guys, like I said before, if you don't jump in, I'm going to keep on rambling here. So, next thing. Did you see when we last when we last spoke? Yeah. I guess we talked about the Star Wars variant covers. Yes. And they're up to I think like 55. Okay. <laughs> Looks like they're up to 63 right now. <laughs> and going, they added like Hastings added one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Saw did. David Peterson's again. Yes. I saw he posted a really good picture of it. Oh, it's gorgeous. I can't wait for that book. I'm wait. very excited to read it. See what happens. See what it's all about. And we'll all get a chance to share our reactions. Similar, similar topic. Um, I saw. I got an email from Dark Horse. Yes. With you could, they were having a, a sale of some kind because their ability to digitally sell their Star Wars catalog is running out as well. You could order. You could buy. I think it was three hundred dollars. Every single comic ever published by Dark Horse about Star Wars for $300. One lump, there you go. You get everything. Or you could go to the other the other link and do a hodgepodge or whatever you wanted type yep. of stuff. This is it. Get 50% off all digital Star Wars comics or own the entire catalog for just $300. I, w- I was tempted. I didn't do it, but I was it's tempted. Their fir- it's their farewell sale. That is yeah. a lot of Star Wars comics. Uh-huh. 300 bucks isn't all that bad, though, for all of them. All of them. I now went through my, the list. Everything. Here's, here's my question, Pants. Are they also phasing out their actual print Star Wars trades, too? I would think. That is a great question. I can only speculate yeah. 
that I would have to imagine so because I believe when Titan when I'm sorry when IDW lost the license to Doctor Who to Titan Comics, I don't see them offering any more of yeah. their trades. So I would have to think that's probably the case. I would okay. say that as well. If that's the case, I wonder if because that's a huge body of work uh, in terms of all the Star Wars just trades that Dark Horse has had out there over the years. I'm wondering if Marvel's going to get the rights to because there's a lot of good stories in there. Well, uh, it'd be it'd be a shame if they all just vanished. Um, you know, from re- from retailer sh- shelves. Didn't that happen with something already in another license between two different companies when one took over from someone else that they started reproduce? Wasn't it GI wow. Joe? When GI Joe went from, oh god, who had it before IDW? Devils well, do. Devils do. Yeah, that, that, when you think about it, that's a good point, Shane. Because, for example, um, the classic World War Three story. Yes. That uh, did Devils do do that? They did. Yeah, which is excellent. Yep. You can't you can't get that trade anymore. Uh, I mean, I have a copy because I got one in terms of that was out of print, but yeah. So that's a good point. But and I know the Devil's Do stuff. Uh, the Devil's Do had reprinted the original Marvel stuff, as has IDW now. IDW now has the license to the old Marvel GI Joes. Yes. So maybe something Origi- or, originally. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. No, originally, when those trades first appeared, they were still under the Marvel imprint, mm-hmm. and then they switched over to I don't remember if it was Image or IDW whoever had them. Uh, that because GI Joe has jumped from a couple different uh, companies at this point. Absolutely. So, but uh, Star Wars, there's just that's that's a because they, they had the license for what over twenty years. Yep, twenty years. Yeah, so that's a huge body of work. Um, I, it'd be a shame if it all just kind of vanished. You'd have to like hunt it down in 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 backstock because there's and a I, lot of good a lot of good stories in there. And I think that backstock will climb as if if there are people still interested in some of those stories. Well, I, I recommend I recommend them. The, the The Empire series alone is tremendous. Yeah. Uh, so there's some really good stuff there. Not to mention the old the, the first round of stuff was what Dark Empire. Yep. And then a second one of those, then a Crimson Empire, and a second one of those, in amongst all the other stuff coming out. Then. It was a good true. good stuff. Oh yeah. The only the only thing I could see where they wouldn't care to do any of that is the whole new mentality of those stories are all just out there the only thing in canon is the movies the cartoons like uh clone wars and rebels and whatever comes from here forward that they put out well they've announced that everything extraneous is no longer in canon right yeah like it's the still zon out novel there. the zon novels aren't in canon nope. for example okay it's just all out there okay Mm-hmm. Who decides what's in canon and what's not? Because again, I, if we're going off a tangent, I just re- I'm just gonna when I re- I recall and I, again, if I'm wrong, please correct me that when Gene Roddenberry was alive, mm-hmm. he was the person who dictated this is in canon, this isn't in canon. Because I want to say I'm gonna say cause I, uh, that he didn't think Star Trek V was in canon, the movie. Oh really? Oh, I never heard. that. I'll, I'll look into that. But my, huh. my, my I'll have to, while you while you guys answer my question, I'll research that. Who decides what is canon in Star Wars? Well, I think once upon a time it was probably Lucas and a and a department that held the timeline. As far as I, I think, if I remember reading something right, and 
people on the forums, listeners can can certainly correct me, that there was a a person whose job it was to keep the continuity straight. So if anybody had a story, they would send it through him at some point in the process to say, where does this fit in? Does it all jive with what the existing body of timeline is? I don't think that's the case anymore. I think it's it's whoever's at Disney and Lucasfilm now will be deciding, along with J.J. Abrams and everything going around these new movies. Yeah, I because don't think it's going to be the decision made by a single person. No, it's no, like a committee. And 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 back in in you know years gone by, I'm not saying it was just one person that that would say yay or nay, but he certainly had input as far as or he she whoever had input as far as what the timeline was that was existing. That, that could conflict with something. Um, I think the whole mentality with this multimedia, movies, comics, the cartoons, whatever books are going to start coming out, um, and even the movies that are going to come as standalone movies in between the, quote, saga movies are all going to be kind of discussed around what is and is not in canon from here forward. I think everything is in canon that they produce this this new team, this new group at Disney slash Lucasfilm. Everything from these new movies, the new cartoons, this new novels, this is the stuff that's now in canon with all six of their existing movies and the Clone Wars cartoon. Okay. Um, while you were talking, I did a little research. Now, again, this is Wikipedia, mm-hmm. so bear that in mind. I'm going to read from it. It says this is Gene Roddenberry. I'm talking about Star Trek V, The Final it. Frontier. He considered elements of this film to be apocryphal at best and particularly disliked the idea that Sarek had fathered a child with a Vulcan before Amanda. Nevertheless, the film is considered canon. Okay, so I was okay. I was I was wrong, but I, I knew he didn't like it, but I thought he just wrote it off altogether. Which which well, is not one of it's one of it's probably my least favorite film. There are some good parts in it, and if it is on TV or when I was watching VHS tapes and I had it, I would watch it up to a certain point and then shut it off and just give up on the rest. We have to remember also that based on the reading I've done over the years that Roddenberry had a lot of problems with a lot of the changes that were made in the Star Trek movies after the first film. I remember reading that he didn't care for the more militaristic look of their uniforms, for example, um, and and so forth and so on. So maybe for him – the fifth movie, which which I still get a kick out of because Shatter directed it, and there's some real hoot moments in it. Oh, there are um, there are some. Real I mean, when, when they're moments. at the campfire, you know that I love that stuff. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I think it's definitely one of the weakest of the the original films. But um, I, I know I've read in several different places Roddenberry had a lot of issues, and I think they kind of phased him out of a lot of the hands-on uh, like producing work as the films went forward. Um, that, that's that's what I recall anyway. That fifth film, I think um, I, I watch it pretty much until they leave Space Dock, and then it kind of falls apart for me. <laughs> for the most part, everything that leads up to the campfire scenes and all that, that's great. I, I really enjoy a lot of that stuff. When Sulu and Chekhov are in the woods and get lost, uh, all that stuff, great. Well, the most bizarre moment of that movie is when they're under the influence – and they're letting their true feelings out, and we find that Uhura and Scotty have a thing for each other. Well, you found that out in the beginning when they're talking about shore leave getting canceled because Scotty's trying to fix the ship, and Uhura brings him dinner in one of those what looked like ration packs. And he says, oh, thank you, lass. You know, it's something about 
really, really appreciating that she brought him food. And he said, she said, well, we were supposed to take shore leave together. That's all before they get under the influence. Oh, okay. I forgot that. And, but right. it's just this tiny little bit. And then yeah. later, it's a little bit brought out more. <laughs> a little bit more brought it, it, out. Just, it just seemed out of left field for me. Oh, it but, absolutely yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> because then you get to six, and all of a sudden, Sulu's got a kid who's helming the new Enterprise. And you're like, okay, well, no, that, when did that, this that, happen? That's, that's, that's Generations. Right. Well, yeah. Right. You're right. It is Generations. Yeah, right. The next yeah. one is The Undiscovered Country. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great one, though. Yeah. I love oh, The Undiscovered Country. One of the few of the Star Trek movies I've actually seen. Oh, really? And, uh, I didn't remember Sulu having a kid in that one. Yeah. Isn't, isn't rule of thumb that the even ones are good? It, it <laughs> works out that way, except uh, for three. Three kind no, of throws that off. I think three is awesome. Three is fantastic. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Two, three, and four really are one story. No, one it's one story. Trilogy yeah. of stories. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, generally, I mean, one. Over the years, I've really grown to appreciate and like the first one. I didn't for a lot of years, but I really, really do now. And I can watch that from front start to finish and enjoy it. Okay. I have to watch it again because when they made that movie, you know, it had been a decade since 2001, and they still thought that really long, drawn-out shots of the Enterprise docking was still going to be riveting to people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it is not in 1979 where it was in you know 1968 when 2001 came out. But yeah. I, I can certainly still watch the first one, yeah. yeah. And they had some interesting challenges when they did that. With oh, yeah. The video and the costumes, the way they were made. The way I've seen them described to how they zipper up is just astounding. <laughs> Why you'd make a costume like that is beyond me. But they look <laughs> neat in, in some ways. <laughs> You're talking about the costumes from the first movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my, my, my least favorite uniforms in yeah. uh, all of Star Trek, without question. <laughs> All right. Um, I was again moving on. Uh, talk about your visit to uh, the toy store. Ah, so my my oldest turned thirteen. Thirteen. Um, thirteen. Can you believe it? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Holy bugger. cow. He's in full full. F- uh, he's a teenager. He's full on You're teenager. the parent of a teenager yeah. now, Shane. Oh my god! If you can believe that. Anything I say about you not being here on time or not your emails, <laughs> forget about it. You, oh my god, get your hands. Yeah, from he's me. a he's a mess. He's a he's a testosterone mess. <laughs> oh no! Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, no, he's he's good, but he's a mess. Um, <laughs> we had a surprise birthday for party for him. Uh, surprise for who? For him or for you? For him. For him. <laughs> totally for him. Um, invited his friends. He had no idea they were at Buka in the Pope Room. Just the sixteen <laughs> of them. The Pope Room. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we ate in an, in one of the adjacent rooms and had dinner with a couple of the parents who who wanted to stay. And he got some gift cards and some cash and some stuff like that from all of his family and whatever. So he um, was debating about what to get with it and saving it. He wants to get a laptop. He wants this. He wants that. You know, typical me. He wants yeah. to get a car. Just Shane. like me, he wants. He wants to get a car and drive. He has no interest to drive at all. Give he's him a couple too years. Af- he's too afraid of it. He doesn't. Okay, little what? sidebar about that. He doesn't like um, <laughs> lighting matches. Nothing's ever happened. He's never caught anything on fire. Nothing crazy like that. But if there's candles burning, he tries to blow them out, whether we want them on or not. He just does not like fire. Um, fire, good. And and in this way, knowing how the world is and, and certainly riding with us and seeing how people drive, he really has no interest at this point oh, okay. to drive. Whereas my younger one, he's like, oh, man, like six years can't go fast enough. Come on. <laughs> he's ready. Um but Ben was deciding what he wanted to do with it, and I showed him on the Lego site. He had seen an article about new DC Legos coming out, uh-huh. and I had seen an article about them being in April after the first quarter. Hmm. 
So then I kept checking the Lego website because they were starting to put things on there that were be available as of January 1st, which they do a lot. You know, every year they do. And lo and behold, finally last week came up with the new Legos on their website coming January 1st. So we got all excited and he was going to probably order some of them from the Lego site. And I said, well, let me call a certain friend. And he <laughs> said, pants. I said, yes. <laughs> and I said, I'll see if Toys R Us gets them in first because traditionally you guys get this kind of stuff a week earlier than they put it up for the Lego site, which is great as long as it's the right price. And it, and it was same price. So lo and behold, Pants sends me a text and says, look what's here. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, save one of each. <laughs> so then that morning, um, you know, Ben's got. And, and what were the sets? Well, I'll get to that. But oh, Ben's got homework. I'm sorry. It's your story. I'm sorry. Ben's got homework <laughs> over Christmas break. What? And he's very. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he's very procrastinate, procrastinative. Procrast- he likes to push it off. <laughs> and um, I finally said to him, and, and Carlene, no, no, nothing wrong with this line of thinking because we were trying to give him some rope to hang himself with, so to speak. And he wasn't doing it fast enough. And I myself wanted to see what these sets looked like <laughs> as much as anybody else. Not that I was buying them all because I sure as hell wasn't. But I want to see them. So I want him to get some of this stuff done so we can go get them. <laughs> so Monday, Monday morning? Yeah. Monday yeah. morning, I said, Ben, here's the deal. Today you have to do three of these things, three reports, three page things, whatever it is, for his, three articles for his schoolwork. I said, if you do them before we go, we will go somewhere for you to get something you want. And he's naming all kinds of crazy stuff. I said, think about what you're looking for. And he's like, oh, the Legos. And I said, yes, Ben. I got a text from Pants. They have them. He's holding some for me and you to go get them. But you have to do your work. <laughs> oh, really? Ran downstairs. Wow. wow. Over the next you know hour, whatever it took, he did them. I got mad up. We got together, and we went, and we went to pick them up. So that's how we got there. there, right? That, you were that there first motivated. 10 o'clock. Oh, my God, yeah. And I said that to Carly yesterday, but she <laughs> – I mean the day before, but she wanted to, to to have him do it without rewarding him, which I get. I totally get. You know, he's got to – He's got to grow up a little bit and get some responsibility about doing some of this stuff in a more timely fashion without being bashed about it. You know, Ben, you got this dude. Ben, you got this dude. Ben, you got the. He's got to learn how to do it himself. But after two days of him doing some of them, and he did. He did some of them. Just not quite as much as we would have hoped for. So I nudged him a little bit, and he took off <laughs> and did them so that we could get the, go get the Legos. So the Lego sets that he got – it was um, Green Lantern and Sinestro. I forget what the name of that set is. Um, he got the Flash set with Gorilla Grodd and Captain Cold. What's that one called? That one's Gorilla Grodd Goes Bananas, <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> and that comes with a Wonder Woman and an Invisible Jet. Yeah, Matt, no, Wonder Woman is the new 52 design. As all of these are. Captain Cold doesn't look like he has No, that. no. The heroes are oh, the, the 52, but, but not Superman the Superman has his red undies on. I think that's just because he's existing that way. Um, well, didn't they make him for the movie version? They did, but I think those paint schemes are over now because I was surprised by that. Okay. But like Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Batman, they're all the new 52 stuff now. Okay. Green Arrow, too? Uh, Ooh, I'm getting ahead yeah, of myself. Green Arrow, <laughs> because Green Arrow's got his very blonde hair. I don't know that he has a beard. Looks a lot younger than Hood, a lot younger. Um, Martian Manhunter. There's one already out there. That's the new 52 Martian Manhunter. Um, and he got the 
dark side attack set, which has the javelin and a dark side. It's a really good set. And a Hawkman and Hawkman, a Green Arrow. And a, a Cyborg yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Little bit disappointed in one thing and one thing only with any of these sets, and it happens twice. Once in the Green Lantern set, because the Green Lantern and Sinestro set comes with an outer space type Batman. The set that comes with Aquaman comes with a Black Manta and a Scuba Robin and a Bat Submersible type submarine thing. So it happens in the Sinestro set and it happens in the um, Hawkman in the Javelin set. The wings for both, unlike previous Batman sets that have wings that are more for like um, a hard metal or a hard plastic that they would fly in a jetpack type thing, these are kind of plasticky. So I thought the way the picture looked, I knew that Hawkman came with two sets. I didn't know Batman does too. But it's two sets of this very flimsy cellophane plastic instead of being hard plastic Lego wings. They are plastic cellophane type ones that could bend, crease, rip, whatever. And that's how those are. So there's ones with the wings extended and ones with the wings collapsed, both for Batman and Hawkman. But still, cool to have a Hawkman with a mace, have a cyborg. You can take Cyborg's helmet off and he has a regular Lego head that's quote, fully human. Really? Because the cyborg part is part of the, quote, helmet that you put on as a Lego. Now, it has his hair through it and everything, Mm -hmm. which still looks great. Um, Gorilla Grodd and Darkseid are the same body, different paint schemes, Mm -hmm. which is fine. Makes sense. They're really neat sets, and they're not Batman-centric sets. They're Justice League sets. They have the Justice League League symbol on them. Um, and everything. So that's really exciting to me, being a Justice League fan. Um, there's another set that Toys R Us hasn't gotten yet that I see on the Lego site. It's Brainiac. And it comes with a Supergirl, a Superman, and Brainiac, and a Martian Manhunter. So last year, Lego had a promotion where you bought so much stuff, you got a little minifigure of Martian Manhunter in a, like a, a single-pack uh, baggy type thing. Now there's a different painted Martian Manhunter, I think more classic-looking, that comes with this Brainiac set. So five sets total. Wow. But yeah, he was pretty excited. And the fact is he paid for him himself with his birthday money. Now, I saw that some of them, if not all, came with a comic book. Yeah, I think it's the same comic book. Oh, really? And it's it's a wordless, Lego-drawn type comic book. Okay. Um, promoting each of the sets. Okay. But yeah, it was it was pretty neat. And he, he had the, um, the Gorilla Grodd Goes Banana set together, lickety-split. And then he put... Most of the Javelin set together, and then we went to my in-laws last night, so he took the Green Lantern set up and put that together up there, and then this morning he finished the Javelin set. Nice. So he's already done with all three of them. But they're, they're great. They really look good. Well, I'm happy in some small way it could help him get motivated to do his work. Yeah, and I know he didn't <laughs> seem so excited um, when we were there. Uh-huh. I don't know why he clams up when we're actually at Toys R Us buying this stuff, but the whole way there, the whole way back – and. He's trying to calculate every possible scenario that he could put all of them together as quickly as possible. Um, I'm like, no, we got to do this. You got to do this and this. We had chores to do. We got to go here. We got to – okay. And, but he got them all together. Excellent. So now it's just a matter of time until he gets the other ones sometime down the road. Very good. Yeah, I, I got my nephew um, the Batman Joker set with the, the, oh, the, the steamroller. Steam sure. And that comes with a great – that's a with the Fedora hat Joker in it, I think. Um, and it comes with a Batgirl in that set. Okay. But uh, I didn't give it to him yet because they're come up in January. So I'm going to see how he goes. Because he's all about 
I mean, he, 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 I got, we got him the, um, I think I told you this before, the um, advent calendar. Yeah. <laughs> and Dan DeFeed opened every single one of those up, but they got it. It's like, <laughs> that's not what advent calendar is all about. <laughs> but anyway. Very true. So, so anyway, what did anybody else get for Christmas or um yeah, Mer- Christmas. Good say. Well, I oh. think we should start with uh, the man on the phone, oh, actually. Because yes. He hasn't had that much chance to talk so far. Oh, that's all right. I'm just enjoying hearing <laughs> Pants uh, wax rhapsodic. <laughs> um, no, uh, Christmas for me was – I didn't really get that much because I have kids. So you know, we're focusing on giving them gifts. And uh, Keiko uh, promised me a recliner. We finally saved up enough money oh, for that. So oh, Lovely. We'll be going out to buy that uh, in the very near future. That's that's essentially my, my, my Christmas gift um, that I'm going to get when I can read in that recliner to my heart's content. Um, otherwise, it was just the joy of giving you know our kids. You know, my my younger son Jun is still into GI Joe. He's nine, so I, I've got a lot of stuff from him, for him on the secondary market online. Um, Shane, you'd appreciate a lot of the stuff I picked up for him. Nice. And uh, my older son Ricky, you know, he's really into Magic the Gathering. We got a bunch of stuff for that and, uh, you know, with different books and, you know, a modest amount of video games, which I'm getting increasingly sick of uh, in, in my house in general. Uh, I got to tell you guys, I, I got I, I got I got a soapbox for a minute here. Go ahead. When, when, when we were growing up, you know, I had a, we had Atari and television. Mm-hmm. We still, like, you know, went outside and, you know, used our imagination and, and played with toys and, and things like that. Yep. And, I mean, my, my kids, I... I they they're really into the video games. I, we let it go because they do read a lot, which is great, and they have other outlets. But I, I gotta say, because my my son just turned thirteen, Ricky, and he had you know, had a birthday oh, party. Oh, you you was a teenager too. Yep. Oh, uh, that's, God help you. Yeah, we're gonna already, talk. We're gonna comfort each other. <laughs> that's already that's already fun with the hormones. Let me tell you. Uh-huh. But we had we had a, we had a birthday party for him. We went out. We took him and a bunch of his friends to see The Hobbit. That should have been two films, by the way, not three. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, agreed. And um, they came back, and it just. It just seems like all the kids. I'm not. I'm not even condemning this. I'm just making a note. Like video games, like dominates their popular culture. I, I've just noticed repeatedly now in terms of their dynamics, what they like to do. I mean, it, it's Shane. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, absolutely. Or, and, and it's and, not just video games. It's all electronics. Yeah, and I realize I, I don't mean to say like a fuddy duddy because that's just our world now. But I, I gotta. I gotta lament a little bit. You know. I think something's been lost here. Mm-hmm. It's just, <laughs> my God! I mean, it's just—it's a constant, and not even just my own children, because you know we control what they do. But just in general, I'm just looking around. And it's just like it's, it's just constant games, yeah, everywhere. And, and I, I, I'm call me old fashioned. I'm, I'm a little freaking sick of it. I, I, I have to tell you, I I completely so, agree. And it's yeah. it's to the point where it's uh, one of those things where okay, you can play the Xbox for one hour. Here you go, boom, an hour goes by. They shut it off. Okay, good. You, you did what you're supposed to do. Even if I have to remind them, fine. They they shut it off. And then they go upstairs and they pick up an iPad or an iPod. I'm like, no. <laughs> that, no. That you, you, you did your video game. You're done for at least an hour. Go do something else. Well, what do I do? Go read. Go outside. Go play. Watch a movie. I'll give you put in a DVD that you got. Watch that. Oh, that's Shane, boring. Shane, you and I are in waging the exact same battle. Uh-huh. Uh, one of my buddies had gotten a new, a newer router recently, and and I have one. I I might have to. I'm I'm want to hook it up this week while I'm off and see if this works. The newer ones have an app, and on the app, you can program it to shut off certain devices. Boop, 
like that. So he has, my buddy, has his set up that when his son plays his iPad, after an hour, it shuts off. And it doesn't go back on until tomorrow at such and such a time for him to play one hour. It doesn't matter if he's in the middle of a level, a read, whatever it is, boop, off it goes. Interesting. Because the kids I, I, are very much, well, just just five more minutes. We have to finish the level. I don't care how many levels you have to finish <laughs> off now. That I, I can appreciate Yeah, I can appreciate that tech tactic. I mean, it's a little draconian. I, I don't think my boys are at that point where I have to do that yet because, again, they do do other things, which is the only reason why. Because I'll be honest with you. I, in many ways, I despise video games. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I like – I'll play Galaga when I go to an arcade. Oh, but, I love Galaga. You know, uh, I, I, <laughs> Galaga, I'm sorry. I, I don't want to take them away because it's it's so part of their culture as kids, and I understand that. But we, we, we try to regulate them because it, 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 sometimes this obsessiveness seems to creep yeah. into it yep. where they have to do it. I'm like, I'm, I'm, guys, you know, there's other things. You know, you got toys, you got books, you got to go outside. You know, it, it's just it's 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 a little disturbing to me. And that's just my little rant there. I'm, I'm, Agreed. There are many there are many days where my wife and I are, are even like, we just get rid of these things because mm-hmm. and then they you know we don't go to that point because that I think that'd be too harsh. But Man, well, there's, there's something going on, I, I think, in our popular culture where there's such a fixation with this stuff. And I, I'm not, I'm not criticizing anybody who plays video games. No, you know, no. no, you know, nothing like that. I'm just saying that sometimes it just seems like this focus on everything electronic shuffs off the side of other things that are just as important and vital to you know, sort of a well-rounded they, they life. In, and, you they know. interact socially through the electronics rather than even on a phone, which is what. I certainly did on at, at night was call up my friends on the phone if I couldn't go hang out with them and talk to them. So do they play video games uh, cooperative, cooperatively with their friends via headset? Sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yes, sometimes. absolutely. Um, yep. Sometimes it's just cooperatively or not so cooperatively between the two of them, <laughs> which then ensues a whole other level of, okay, shut it off. It's time to be done. Um, and, and I'm happy they do other things. You know, they play sports like crazy. Both of them are involved in sports. 365 days a year. So they are and you, active. And you, and, you attend, and you attend those events. Oh, yeah, for the, for the most part. There's very <laughs> few that at least one of us, Carlene or myself, are not at. And most times their events are at the same time, so we're splitting duties and going to one and then the next week or game splitting and reversing. So we all see both kids play as much as we can. And my kids play sports too, which is great. But let, yeah. me, let me say this. How much will your life change? When your kids can drive themselves. I won't know what to do with myself. Really? Because all of that, a big chunk of what I do is run them around because they can't drive themselves. Sometimes we carpool with other parents and that's fine. But there's a huge chunk of time that's just running to get them someplace. Yeah, I'm not one to rush life, but I'll be honest. I will not miss when my boys are old and they can drive themselves to all this stuff because I do have tons of other outlets and, uh, you know, I – Again, I don't want to rush anything because I'm enjoying their childhood. But right. I'll, I'll be I'll, at the same time. I'll be quite happy, <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, and when they're when they're able to, to take themselves to these things. Try to take so. books and comics to read and stuff. Yeah. But inevitably, you know, I've been with some of these parents now that I've that we've known since Ben's been five years old playing soccer. So you're talking eight years of knowing these people. They're they're friends. They're family. We we hang out at each other's houses and holidays and parties and birthdays and everything. So. Most times I end up holding whatever I'm trying to read in my hand as I chit-chat with everybody else because that's when I see them. 
Yeah, it's understandable. You and I are just different because when I go to these events, I don't want to talk to anybody because all I do for my living is talk every day. So yeah. I have my book and I don't want to speak to anybody. Yeah, and, and I'm the opposite. When I'm at work, I have yeah. headphones on blocking yeah. the world at trying to do my yeah. work. So I chit-chat like crazy at night. Yeah, understood. Anyway, just a little, just a little interesting tangent on you know the role of video games with today's youth. Yeah, I, I love <laughs> them. What it's boy, worth, boy. So. There's an obsessive compa- com- capacity to them. Yeah. Mr. Murdo, the mic is now yours, unless you still have anything else to talk about there, Mr. Eberly. No, that, that I mean, my my in terms of getting gifts, my Christmas was not you know very exciting. It's because mostly we were just giving them out, and you know I'll, I'll get my recliner, so I'm thrilled <laughs> to pieces about that. So. Oh yes, I look forward to to seeing your your new reading chair when you get it, Chris. It'll be there when you're at my house next, sir. Oh, terrific, excellent. <laughs> all right, yeah, I didn't really get that much to report on here, as it should be. I mean, after all, we're talking about a 36-year-old man here, so... Uh, well, was... you're not 36 years old yet, are you? Well, I will be in a matter of a couple of days. Yes. <laughs> Happy uh, birthday in advance, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> indeed, indeed. I'm going to wait. So, yeah, it's <laughs> kind of a scaled-back Christmas for my family, gift-giving-wise. You know, just yeah. uh, On the Murdo side, we instituted a, a name-draw system some time ago where everybody draws a name of a family member out of the hat. So everybody gives one gift and receives one gift. Um, so I, I drew my uh, cousin Scott's name. Well, he's actually my uh, my cousin Patty's ex-husband, <laughs> but, but he's still a, a part of the family unit, and uh, I gave him some Monty Python DVDs. Very nice. And I received – all right, this is where things get fun. Um, my cousin Andy got my name. He gave me a new Phillies jacket, but his son Drew, my cousin once removed, uh, he is uh, – He's, he's just about the same age as uh, as your boys, guys. He's, I think, one year older. He's 14. Okay. And uh, he is just about the age to be interested in geeky stuff. And uh, he, he actually plays Dungeons & Dragons, I learned at Thanksgiving. I'm sure by now he knows more about it than I do because I've never played D&D. Oh. Uh, but he's also a Star Wars fan. I've been giving him Star Wars-related gifts uh, for the past several years. And I've been trying to sort of uh, uh, tug him in the direction of comics in addition <laughs> to that. So naturally, the logical thing to give him for Christmas is uh, Star Wars comics. So I gave him one of Dark Horse's big omnibus collections, Wild Space, you know, oh, those sure. uh, like relics yep. and rarities, hard to find, unusual Star Wars Two comics. Two volumes of that. Yeah, I gave him the second volume last yep. year. This year, I bought him uh, Brian Wood's, uh, well, the, 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 the most recent Dark Horse ongoing series, the first volume of that. And I bought, uh, I bought that for him at, at Barnes & Noble. And wouldn't you know, he uh, actually – we exchanged Star Wars comics as gifts this year because nice. he slipped into the bag – uh, that his dad gave me, containing the Phillies jacket, a few back issues of Star Wars comics from years past. Uh, right, his mom had picked them up at a yard sale somewhere. And uh, issues two and four of the old Return of the Jedi movie adaptation from the 80s, okay. uh, which is, uh, depending on which version of my backstory I tell, it, it, it's either the first or very close to the first comic book I ever owned, oh. was a collected edition of the, that four-issue miniseries. I, can, I vividly remember some of the panels from that, like Luke looking at his damaged cybernetic hand uh, in the Battle of the Sail Barge and, and uh, Leia strangling Jabba with his tongue flying out of his mouth. Yeah. Yeah, so those were in those two issues. So I, I thank Drew for taking me on a walk down memory lane with that. And the third back <laughs> issue we threw in there was Star Wars Volume 1 from Marvel, number 107. Oh, my oh. God. You're, you're kidding me. Oh. The final issue wow. of that series, wow. very low print run. It's in tatters. Now, it's missing well, sure. major snippets of paper from some of the interior pages. Wow. It's, it's not in good shape at all. But it's if it were in condition, it would sell for like $80 to $100. Really? Really? 
Yeah, it's it's very rare. Gee, I knew it was rare, but I didn't think it was that high. Yeah, wow. One of that, that issue in high grade, uh, you get some good money for that because as Mert wow. said, this, and this is very traditional in, in, in comic book publishing, when they know they're going to end a series, often the case, the last issue or a few issues, very low print runs. So, I think wow. G.I. Joe 155 has that same thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, wow. Exactly, mm-hmm. fans. Wow, yep. wow, wow. Yep. And that that series lasted all the way to 1986. Yeah, if you can yeah, believe that. Yeah. So yeah, that was so- right around the power of the the Force toy line coming to a close. Oh yeah, I mean Marvel, th- and those those are some really good stories. Marvel tried to, I want to say Joe Duffy was the writer, but don't quote me on that. Uh, well, I they, will because she was. Oh, thank you, sir. <laughs> so that they they tried to create, continue this whole series of storylines after Return of the Jedi, and they even tried to incorporate. Some characters they introduced in their own comic book universe, you know, from before Return of the Jedi. So, if you were reading the Star Wars comic, um, you really got bang for your buck, especially as the series developed over the years in terms of the Marvel creators trying to create sort of to some degree their own continuity with some of like the supporting characters. There's a character named, I think her name was Shira Bree, who was an Imperial agent who was masquerading as a rebel that did a lot with her over the years. And, that that that's that series is coming out now in in uh, as you know in omnibuses that because Marvel is is going to be reissuing all those book stories in the omnibuses. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Hopefully they'll do them in, in cheaper soft covers too. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. So quite a special gift that uh, cousin Drew gave to me this year. How did your uh, caroling go this year? It was a little odd, Shane. Yeah, because. Uh, t- it was wet for one thing, mm-hmm. which has not happened in a long time. So we couldn't wear our usual uh, heavy woolen greatcoat and cape and top hat combo. Uh, we had to wear these long black sort of slick nylon material rain capes and uh, these uh, narrow-brimmed like busby hats. We, we looked kind of like a cross between Sinatra and a Sith Lord <laughs> or an alternative uh, – a little bit like the Death Stalker, Chris. Okay. That's what our uh, rain uniforms look like, the Death Stalker from ah. the Daredevil comics. Huh. Or Dark Man, if Matt were here, I'd use that. Comparison. Oh, sure. So, <laughs> so it was wet. It was warm. It was in the, like the 50s all night. We were complaining. We were dying of heat walking up and down these steep hills. But uh, still, we were out there on the streets. Come rain, come shine, come snow, come sleet. It doesn't matter. Every Christmas Eve for the last 167 years, we've been out there doing this. And, As uh, a group, not you. Well, yeah, not me personally. Not, not any <laughs> member of the group personally. I mean, but. I, I thought you were immortal there for a minute. Oh, my God. <laughs> there can only be one. <laughs> he, when, when he gets out the Highlander sword from the back of the rain slick, that's when you got to worry. <laughs> 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 nope. We were out there walking the streets of Glenrock, Pennsylvania, singing our old English carols and just spreading the, the cheer and the sentiments of the season. And uh, we uh, got finished before sunrise for a change because the conditions were not optimal. And we all went home to bed uh, more or less happy. So another Christmas Eve come and gone. Very good. And uh, at the end of it all, we're always – my parents and I are always quite exhausted the next day, but uh, still able to uh, participate in the Murdo family's uh, Christmas festivities. And when we dragged ourselves home from that, we watched together one of my – well, probably the geekiest of my Christmas presents, which was a copy of Guardians of the Galaxy on DVD. Oh, nice. And despite how tired we all were, my mother stayed awake for a full 80% of the movie. And that, that is a real testament to its quality and its uh, the excitement it engenders in its audiences because my mother, under the best of circumstances, even when she's fully rested, uh, she, she falls asleep on movies like on a nightly basis. <laughs> 
Um, but uh, she stayed awake and watched and enjoyed Guardians for the most part. Her one complaint was that it was getting kind of monotonous towards the ending, too many big explosions and too many miraculous escapes by our heroes. And I had to tell her that she uh, fell asleep on the one explosion that the Guardians didn't completely survive. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> So, yeah, it's, uh, it, it stands up to repeat viewings, does Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure it does. I was just watching it today. <laughs> a lot of fun. So, I mean, it can still be improved upon by the sequel, to which I'm oh, very I much wait. looking forward. Uh, but can't wait. One of, my, one of the highlights of that film for me, because I, I, you know, I picked it up when it came out. I was playing in the store. Dave Bautista has some of the greatest lines in that movie. Because <laughs> – and. He, he, the way he deadpans. Oh yeah, yes, <laughs> I mean, it does. I, I I know nothing about the guy besides the fact that he was a wrestler, but he, I thought it was very very funny and very impressive uh, impressive in that role. <laughs> you are an imbecile. <laughs> nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I was <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's written to an ex wrestler's acting ability. I think. I think so too. <laughs> I, I, I like when he's when he's thanking them for letting him back in the group after he screws up so badly. He's like, Peter Quill, you are my friend. Oh, thanks, man. This dumb tree, he is my friend. And this green whore. This green whore, she is my friend too. You've got to stop! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what kind of range he really has, but I will absolutely agree that he played that role to it. <laughs> yes! Yes, as the Brilliant Duchess know, it's time once again for Model the Murd, our trivia contest where you send listeners, send in questions who try to... You send listeners in? What did I say? <laughs> you almost went that way. Oh, my goodness. Leave me alone. You're going to get some very large packages here at the studio soon. Well, Hello, I'm here to Model the Murd! Where you can send in your questions... To try to muddle the murd. Murd, tell us all about it in 30 seconds or less. All right. You need to send in three comics trivia questions, one Marvel, one DC, one about some third publisher. And they, and they also need to break down historically as follows. One question about comics published before the year 1970. One question about comics published between the years 1970 and 2000, inclusive. And one question about comics published after the year 2000. One, two, three, three publishers, three time eras. And if your submission fits those parameters, and if I fail to answer so much as one of them correctly, if I miss all three, you will win some kind of prize. And right now in the queue for prizes, we have some artwork sent to us in by an anonymous listener. So up right now, we have a page of original art by Steve McNiven from Meridian, issue 30, page Excellent. If you happen to muddle the murd, this entry it was sent to us once again by Jason Daniels. Hmm. He says, Green once again, fellas. I guess I'll take another crack at muddling the murd. Although I must warn you, Adam, if this, if this attempt should fail, my next round will most certainly include a question pertaining to that terrible Ultimate Warrior comic from the 90s. Yes. I suggest you begin memorizing the definition of destructicity. <laughs> and now... I wash uh, my hands after I handle back <laughs> issues of that series. <laughs> in the bins. And now, allons-y. pre 19 That's what he says here. And now what? Allons-y. But, but my, my French is no good for you. Oh, that was French. Okay. Oh, what do you think it was? I really didn't know. <laughs> Does, it doesn't matter. I don't know very much French. Myself. I know. It's a whole other story. It's not what you call Pre-1970 Marvel. X-Men number one. saw the debut of Magneto, 
who would go on to become one of the X-Men's deadliest foes. What's less than memorable villain made their debut at issue number two? Hmm. That's an excellent question. It certainly is. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. Yes, indeed. Hmm. Hi, Joe. Okay, this Muppets take Manhattan. That's <laughs> right. Just to let in the wow. initiated. All right, you know, I have I have two guesses here. Well, you can only use one of them for your first Either one. Either one of them could be correct. I'm not entirely certain. I'm slipping into a Scottish accent here. Just oh, I noticed. Helps me think. <laughs> uh, oh, brother. Mishmash. Um, Don't forget that. Mishmash, mishmash boys and girls. Okay, I, I, I'm going to go with one of them. Um, if, if it's wrong, let, let me guess the other one before you tell me the correct Certainly. answer. My first guess is the locust. Darn it. All right. My second guess is the Cobalt Man. Oh. All right. I feel better. Chris, slightly. help us out here. Say, give me the question again. What less than memorable X-Men villain made his first appearance in uh, the second issue of the first volume of X-Men? Uh, that would be the Vanisher, isn't it? That yeah, would be correct. Oh, the Vanisher. Darn it. Telford Porter. Uh. Oh, jeez. <laughs> of course he knows the secret identity. Well, exactly. it's an alias he used. I'm not sure it's his real name. That's not his real name. All right. Telford Porter, you know, it's just a little too on the nose. Question two, and I'm already looking at this and thinking, boy, this might be right up his alley. Question two, 1970-2000 DC. What is Mr. Nebula's real name? Mr. Nebula? Yes. Mm-hmm. I am not remembering that character. Ooh. Wow. Interesting. Mr. Nebula. Mr. Nebula. Mr. Nebula. Oh, wait a minute. Now I remember. This is more a Shane question. Mr. Nebula was that uh, sort of like uh, Galactus uh, doppelganger, but, but he's like an interdimension. He's uh, an intergalactic uh, interior designer. Instead of, he, instead of uh, consuming planets, he uh, <laughs> redecorates them. Okay. So I, I have no idea. what I think the Scarlet Skier was his herald. Yeah, I absolutely do not know his real name. You don't know his real name? No, I don't. I, th- I thought you like memorized uh, who's who backwards and forwards, I, left, right, up and down, and left and right. I haven't memorized that particular issue of the Loose Leaf early 90s series of who's who just wow. yet. Shane, you have a guess. No clue. You don't remember the character at all? I, I do vaguely a- remember the character once you described a little bit, and I remember the, the Skier... I don't remember the He's name. Wah ha ha character. I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, I think so too. Curtain Rod. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't remember. I, that. I couldn't fail to remember <laughs> that name if I'd ever seen it, but I haven't. K i r t a n r o d d. Curtain Rod. <laughs> oh boy, Brilliant. Jason, he's on the edge of his seat right now. Post two question three post two thousand indie. I must remind you that he has pulled out third questions out of his yeah, butt. Of, yeah. In, yeah, Evan, in Evan Dorkin's The Eddingville Club. Eltingville Club. Thank you. The Eltingville Club. The main character, Bill, is soaked after standing in the rain while waiting to get into the local comic shop. Upon entering the shop, the owner gives him a hilariously oversized T-shirt to replace his own wet garment. What comics-related character appears on the T-shirt? What comics-related character appears on the T-shirt? Uh, yep, 
well, this this is it'll it'll have to be another major yank for me to come away from this <laughs> unmuddled. But uh, yeah, I I'm gonna say Jabba the Hut. No, I'm sorry. The answer is Dick Tracy. Hmm. Oh. All right. So I have the, the, the Jason Daniels. You have muddled the murd. Yes, you have. Oh, and I, I did want to point out to Jason also, good news here. Um, the last time you attempted to muddle me and I just barely squeaked by, <laughs> um, he was asking – he included a New Mutants question because he's a big fan of the New Mutants. Right. Uh, like a full run of the series. He asked uh, which alien race uh, captured uh, certain characters um, in, in a New Mutants annual several years ago. And I thought for sure that had to be an alien race that had uh, appeared after – well, too late to appear in the first volume of, uh, of Ohatmu. Turns out I was wrong about that also. What? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, the, I've already forgotten their name, but uh, it began with the letter V, and they're basically a race of alien slaver ants that uh, travel from uh, system to system capturing sentience and uh, selling them as uh, slave labor. Hmm. Okay. So uh, it's, I really didn't even have an excuse not to get that question correct. So, Jason, you have done well, and this time you will be rewarded for it. Yeah, so I afforded your information to Mr. Adam Murdo. Congratulations, Jason. Very good. Congrats. Speaking of um, Ohatmu, uh, I have an email here from Patrick McVeigh uh, talking about the Mohatmu episode, which, of course, is Murd reading from the official handbook of the Marvel Universe. It says, I would like to thank you for your ongoing Mohatmu series. My four-month-old son was having a rather fussy day the other day, and in an attempt to put on some music he would enjoy... I started playing the next episode in my queue. My boy, Oli, O-L-E-E, stopped crying immediately <laughs> at the sound of Murd's voice and even started giggling when he references another Mohatmo entry. See, Circus of Crime. He didn't go to sleep or anything. He just listened and occasionally laughed. My hope is to have him well-versed at a young age, and hopefully one day he'll find out on his own where his middle name comes from and what it means. Thank you again. His middle name, you're up now, Murd, is Ascani. Mm-hmm. As in the clan Ascani, who raised uh, young Nathan Christopher, Nathan Christopher Charles Summers, a.k.a. Yeah. Cable, after he was sent to the future to be healed of the uh, techno-organic virus that had uh, taken root in his body. Isn't there a comic, Ascani Son? Yeah. Yeah, well, Ascani Son, that, that's Cable himself. He was like a mutant messiah of sorts. That's the name that was given him, Ascani Son. Where's your messiah now? The Dayspring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you very much. Uh, is it Matt? Matthew? Patrick. Matt? Patrick, sorry, Patrick. Uh, yes, apparently I, I must be a kind of Pied Piper to these. And I'm not talking about... Uh, Christian... <laughs> So what was, what's his name? The guy did the, the Pie Pepper song. Oh, oh, uh, oh Chris, Crispy and St. Peter's. Thank you. And I'm not talking about Hartley Rathaway either. <laughs> yes. Nope. Because uh, I remember Paul French used to tell me something very similar about uh, my Time Bubble episodes. Like, uh, yeah. his, his little daughter Ella would uh, just uh, drop right off to sleep whenever <laughs> he would play one of those or, or one of Jamie's Jamie's Essential episodes too. So apparently I, I should be addressing myself to a younger demographic. <laughs> Pants, did you do something for Christmas? Um, uh, not the whole heck of a lot. I went, well, I went down my uh, my uh, cousin's place. Um, I, we don't really exchange. Well, we do exchange some things, but I just mo- I get mostly gift cards, which is fine. I, mm-hmm. I don't really 
you know, put out lists. But uh, for myself, I always buy the best gifts. Oh, sure. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I never do that. I still, I, I still haven't watched my my birthday present yet, which was the Batman TV series of Blu-ray. I'm halfway through season two. Now, because I'm so procrastinating watching that, it actually is a good thing because in case folks don't know out there, uh, if you um, did buy the, the Blu-ray or the DV set of the Batman TV series. Or even I saw in that disclaimer the iTunes version. That's correct. Some of the digital versions. There was some minor things they missed when they were putting them together. Uh, I don't know the specifics of them, but if you just Google Batman TV 66 replacement discs or whatever, you'll find the website where you can actually get them discs sent to you. Yeah. Uh, not, I think not until January. So. Yeah, Pants clued me on it, and I signed up for well, that. Well, what, what are they missing? Is it, is it, it doesn't say. Okay. In anything I saw, well, it if, if you say. also search some of the forums, there's, uh, I think, a, a tag here and, here and there. Nothing too... Overtly that I wouldn't necessarily, but you know, it's it's not hundred percent what yeah. what it should be. So there is huh, so, so make sure. Did you uh, see that? Well, the news to Chris apparently. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't know that at all. So yeah. we'll make sure we get the link to you to send out to you. But anyway, um, I buy myself a lot of Christmas gifts, and uh, I have some original artwork coming my my, my nice. way. <laughs> I did actually win a page from Heritage Auctions. Uh, I believe it was page five of the first issue of Young All Stars. Oh, get out! Page caught my eye because it was had Mechanical like on the page as well as Liberty Bell and Johnny Quick. Nice. So I got it for a decent price. So that's that's on my way. It's my gift to myself. <laughs> I have to say, I do have my own one page I bought recently on its way. It, well, I assume so. My payment was sent out, so I will get my own original art page. That one that we were talking about through texting, it was available, so I paid for it. Another Booster Gold page, which features oh, Beetle right. and Booster on it. Very similar to an existing page I have, which is what I loved about it. That they're in the Shane, bug. Which, which volume of Booster Gold is it from? Um, what, was, what was it, 2011? The, the most recent one before uh, no, the, the before relaunch. before the relaunch, yeah. yeah. Okay. And it was issue, I don't know, like issue eight or nine or something. Their Booster and Beetle end up going to recruit other Justice Leaguers to battle Max Lord. And one of – there's a couple issues that have it in. But one of the issues has the bug at the top of the page with a bunch of Omex around it. Then it has Booster and Beetle inside. It has some bystanders. Then it has Booster and Beetle close up at the bottom. And that's very much what my existing page is that I got from um, uh, like Generation – not Generation Lost. That's the other miniseries. Um I can't oh. believe it's not the Justice League. Yes, formerly known. Yes, as the Justice formerly League. known as the Justice. One of those where it has Booster and Beetle in the bug flying, and, and it looked very similar. So I got a real kick out of that. Mm. So this is Maguire art. Mm. No, no, um, Dan Jurgens. Oh, okay, yep. which is just as good. One thing I, I miss when I when I buy, let's say, more recent original art for let's say the past you know ten fifteen years, you don't get the word balloons anymore. Yeah, this one doesn't. Well, have I, it well, I, well, I certainly appreciate you know technology and, and how it makes things easier. I ah, I miss those word balloons when yeah, I get original I do art. Ugh. But what can you do? Now, the one thing that I did for Christmas, though, that I do every year. Um, and actually, one thing. One thing. And Matt actually caught it, and I had to kind of explain it away. I usually buy myself something and oh, wrap it up. that's right. Shove it underneath the tree. <laughs> you so, buy your own present, wrap well, them up and everything. What I did this time was, and, and I never, ever get to play a video game. I mean, as much as the kids play it, I never get to. I'm too busy, too tired, whatever. But I did buy the... Um, Disney Infinity 1.0 version of Mickey Mouse as the Sorcerer's Apprentice. That's okay. my favorite Mickey Mouse character. Okay. I love almost any iteration or version of that that I can find. I have 
not a big collection, but you know, maybe half a dozen figurines of that. And uh, I I bought that and wrapped it up. But because Matt saw it in my wrapping of Carlene stuff and asked about it, knowing she could care less about it, I'm like, yeah, Mom must have bought that for me, and I just got in the wrong pile. I'm like, oh crap. So to him, it was the Lego Snowspeeder that I had bought months ago and then just wrapped up and shoved under the tree, just to open up to throw him off. <laughs> it's getting too smart. Yes. Um, did we talk about Book of the Month Club yet? No. Okay. Um, well, Book of the Month Club. Um, in the past, and we, we all talked, we all forgot to do this, actually. We actually used to announce ahead of time what we were reading for Book of the Month. And when we started back up again, we just uh, we just forgot about it. We completely forgot about it. So we have some announcements of our next couple of Book of the Month Club selections. The next one will be recorded towards the end of January. And it's going knock to be... Wood. Knock on wood. Sandman Volume 4... What's it called? Season of Mist. Season of Mist. Season of Mist. Yep. And that's that's a big one, as far as I know, because I haven't read it yet. Um, after that's going to be, and that's our DC one. After that's going to be Marvel's uh, Infinity Gauntlet, which I have never read, nor have I. Looking forward to that. And then after that is going to be Images Sex Criminals Volume One. So it's the next three book of the month clubs. Mm, trying to shoot to record them once a month, but if it doesn't happen, that's at least the next three that we'll be doing. Right. We've just been very remiss in you know getting that announced ahead of time. We, yeah. we do that with the you know off the rack picks we have. Mm-hmm. If you want to join along with us and read along, um, but yeah, we, <laughs> we're talking about it. We just completely forgot our to do that. Yep. And so we'll, we'll try to keep that uh, current. You know, at least a month ahead of time. Yeah. You know, to get you. and we'll start a forum thread if we're going to discuss the book ahead of time because we should do that we as well. The, yeah, absolutely. Because uh, I, 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 I fall by the wayside on joining you guys for Book of the Month Club just because I'm not always comfortable. You guys are smarter than I am about that. And that that's my own thing. So, oh, I, yeah. I, that's right, George. That's right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I will love him I, and I, hold him and squeeze him tight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. An infinity gauntlet of my very own. Oh, I've always wanted to read that. I heard good things about it. Now that I'm more into Marvel right now, I, yeah. I think I might uh, at least read it, maybe not join you, but I want to read along with that. Sure. And actually, I'm getting Sex Criminals, and we talked about that briefly. That uh, yeah. yeah, so looking forward to that. And I picked that up at the last Wild Pig sale, uh, the first volume of that. Honored, sir. Is there anything else I might have missed? Uh, I have more things to talk about. If you guys don't stop me. No, go ahead, because we're going to talk Doctor Who at the end. Yes. Has anybody read anything recently you want to chat about? No. 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 I'll be cleaning the house. <laughs> Wrapping presents. That kind of Let stuff. me see if I've read. Uh, I read, um, well, stuff I've, I've long been talking about is great. You know, like Grayson and Cal and Daredevil. I'm just looking at my pile here. Um, you know, no, nothing that I haven't waxed Rhapsodic about. You know, ad nauseum before, but nothing, nothing brand. Well, I, you know what? I did read one book, but I can't talk about it yet because officially it's not out yet. <laughs> so, um, so we can talk about that next time. Okay. So, well, again, I've been tr- I mentioned I've been catching up on my Marvel reading. Well, most re- reading, but mostly Marvel books that I've just been getting and haven't been following through and reading them. So now I'm current on many books, but. The books that I recently read um, were Avengers World, issues one through four. I have those. I haven't read them, but I do have them. I don't know how I missed not reading them. 
This is by this looks like Jonathan Hickman and Nick. Well, at least it's Jonathan Hickman and Nick Spencer, and art by Stefano Caselli. Very good, solid art. Um, the first issue deals with three stories that are sort of happening in different different parts, where they send different Avengers teams out to them. Um, one of the stories it features. Oh my goodness! If I can get it here, you have the Falcon. I just have, of course, he's the Falcon, Sam Wilson. Um, Black Widow and Wolverine. They are in um, Madripoor. Uh, Madripoor. So there's a story going on with that. And the next segment, uh, the story uh, takes us to uh, Italy, where we have Hawkeye, Spider-Woman. Oh, I'm not 100% up on my... People here. I mean, look at the index one because I'm still not sure what Avengers are or which Avengers are. A Night Mask and uh, Starbrand taking taking an adventure there. And then the last story here. Okay, the last story here, or the, the third story, deals with uh, deals with Cannonball, Sunspot. And Smasher. And all pretty good, you know, starts of stories in this first issue. But then in each of the following issues, 2, 3, and 4, and in the entire issue is dealt, dealt with it's one of those stories. So issue 2 deals with Starbrand's, I'm sorry, deals with Smasher's story. Issue 3, actually Shang-Chi's in issue 3. And issue 4 is Starbrand and their team in their city. So I only have the first four issues. And I was quite intrigued by this, so I think you're up to like issue sixteen right yeah, now. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I haven't, I haven't bought any since then. I'm wondering if anybody in the room or on the phone has caught up with that, and if it's worth me tracking those issues down. I have the first four that you have, but I haven't read them yet. Oh, wow, because each one was, was pretty interesting. I mean, there's a pretty cool thing with, with Madripoor and uh, other stuff, and I'm just, I don't know why I only got the first verses, but. I think I might want to track some of these issues down in the back issue, but maybe there's a wild pig sale coming. I might have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, apparently it's still ongoing. Yeah, as far as I know, it hasn't been hmm. canceled. And, you know, because I get my books monthly, I'm a little behind. I haven't got my books yet, so I haven't read the the Axis. For now, I'm looking forward to seeing how that all all ties up. But uh, anything else? Anybody else? Has... No? No. Nah, I'm sorry, Shane. Go ahead. No, just sadly. <laughs> uh, I'm reading a lot of stuff, but it's all stuff I've talked about to the point where you know listeners probably have blood coming out of their eyeballs. Yes, all that stuff is great. Talk is great. Yes. Is great. <laughs> <laughs> is great. That's just great. That's good. So you know, <laughs> I kid because I, I I don't want to uh, you know take advantage of, of their 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 mercy and, and pity for too much. <laughs> Yeah, and I've actually gotten a chance to read a couple of things from my uh, well, backlog pile, but uh, you know, nothing worthy of remark here and now. And I've also begun boning up for some um, upcoming episodes of Comic Oh, Speak. yes. Oh, excellent. Nothing we can tease about right now. That's right. We well, to... that means, ladies and gentlemen, that there are more spotlights coming down the pike. Hmm? Yes, and, and thank you. I, I've seen lot of, lots of suggestions uh, for, like, for Book of the Month clubs. For spotlights, for top fives, whether it's through email, on the forums, Facebook, Twitter, and 
we do see them all, and we love to do them all. It's just there's just not enough time to do them all. But some of them actually we do have considered, and we'll be putting in the the rotation of the episode. So yeah. keep listening if that helps out at all. Well, Pat, might I give a quick preview of a few things? Um, absolutely. Yeah, what we're definitely going to be doing, we're going to be finishing up Fantastic Four as we get into the new year. Um, we especially are going to be devoting some time to Fantastic Four in the 80s. That's primarily John Burr. That's something I know Jamie would have enjoyed thoroughly. So we're all boning up on that. Um, we're going to finish up Daredevil. We have two more to do for Daredevil um, into the new year. And Murder and I have talked about this, and I, I, one other thing I definitely hope to do this this coming New Year is to do the Thunderbolts. Oh, um, which would be would just be one episode, but that's something I know people have asked for, and I know Murder and I both definitely want to do that. Love, um, love, love the Thunderbolts. Yeah. So, and then you know, again, this is very, and also we're we'll be doing Black Panther. I definitely want to do that this this year as well. Um, so those are all things that, barring some unforeseen problem that, that are going to happen, and then you know. Way down the road, I, I've mentioned this before, I'd love to do something on Doctor Strange because he, he doesn't always get the do I think he deserves. Um, I'd, I'd love to do – I don't know if it'll be this year, but I'd love to do Thor um, as well. And I know Murd has his own project that he wants to do in the coming year also. So, uh, yeah, Speaking of uh, yeah. Thunderbolts and uh, Thor, mystic yeah. uh, god of thunder, uh, another character with um, well, a thunder motif uh, may be popping up in a series of uh, spotlight episodes oh. in the coming year because it will be an anniversary year for that character. I'm, I'm going to try to make that happen. I, I'm not quite the historian and historiographer that uh, Chris is, uh, but I'm going to attempt to uh, move uh, the spotlight concept a little over across the dimensional boundaries into uh, a non-Marvel universe. Murd, I cannot wait to be a student for that, and you totally underestimate yourself. Sir. I so hope it will be worth your tuition dollars, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I know so. what he's talking about. I know what he's talking about. <laughs> God, pants is off the rack. <laughs> Holy mackerel, I love this man. Did you have a soda earlier? <laughs> I, I, I haven't had a soda since before when my diet. That's one thing I've I've kept to bring it full circle. I have not had any soda in over seven months. Great. That's impressive, sir. Very impressive. So I've started exercising. I go to a gym. Uh, I have. I've been here at least twice a week. I try to go three times a week. I try to go. You know, just about an hour workout. The one thing I can't do yet, and maybe you and um, Chris, gentleman Adam, to you can talk me about this is on the treadmill. I can only seem to last maybe between 10 and 15 minutes going no more than three, three and a half miles an hour. I, I just get tired in my legs. And it's like, now, again, I've done a half an hour workout ahead of that with, you know, lifting weights and you know, the legs and the arms and that kind of stuff. Is there yes. any advice to give me to make me yes. – Here's what, I would, here's what I would say for that. Sure. Um, now, granted, I, I don't I run, but I don't use the treadmill. I run on the street or you know at, on trails and so forth. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing if you're doing an intensive cardio workout, I love how we're still getting Jack Lane here. But if you're doing <laughs> if you're doing an intensive cardio workout, that's what you, uh, this is just my own experience. That's the only thing you should do that day. Oh, um, okay. If, if you if, if you want to run for like a half hour, if if it, it, at at a, at a, at a at like a, a fast clip or like a more demanding clip. I'm not saying you have to sprint, but you, you, you shouldn't if you want to get a good workout over time. But um, you may want to put off – you don't have you may want to put off the weights till the next day or two days later or something like that. It just depends on what you're doing. 
Um, okay. If you're just doing if you're doing like a brief warm up run, then of course you can then go lift weights to your heart's content. But if you want to do like a real run, or let's say you're putting in you know thirty or forty minutes on the treadmill, uh, don't feel like you had then have to do a bunch of other exercises because getting a good a good run and that's that's an overall excellent cardio workout where you're working your cardiovascular system and you're also working in you know, all kinds of different muscle groups too. So. Um, if you want to get more into running, whether it's a treadmill or on a, on a running, working on a bike or, or running outside, um, you know you got to figure out what's the best routine for you because you, you've never really run before, right? No, 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 no. Yeah, so you know, I, I've been, <laughs> only I've, from the law. Yeah, I'm breaking the law. Breaking the law. Once again, he's off the grid. But um, <laughs> you know, I, I've been running since I was 15, right. so. You know, it's it's second nature to me now, but you you can definitely find your, your, your the appropriate rhythm and pace for for your body and your your system, so to speak. Okay. But um, if you want to if you want to start because if you want to start to get into to, to some kind of running or or using machine or outside or whatever it is you prefer, um, you might also want to talk to a because tr- I'm I'm talking half out of my my buttocks mm-hmm. because I just I'm like did all this stuff self taught all this stuff, but mm-hmm. you can talk to a trainer too and f- kind of figure out. You know what works best for you, but if, if you're doing a really intensive run, don't feel like you have to lift weights after that. Okay. Um, so yeah, I usually do, I usually do the weights first, then do some cardio to end up. And they suggested you know maybe twenty to thirty minutes of cardio after the workout. There, I can only maybe get ten to fifteen. So yeah, that, that's okay because yeah, okay, and, and, and they know what they're talking about because they're a trainer. I mean, right, right, right. And if you if you're just getting ten to fifteen, remember that you've never run before, really, True. exercise. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take time to develop that i mean and they know what they're talking about doing cardio i don't mean to suggest you should do cardio after weights of course you can it's just a question of you know because i mean when i run i i'll run you know for miles over a longer period of time so when mm-hmm. i'm done i don't feel like i need to go and do you know 100 push-ups or something like that but um y- you can figure out what, what what works best i should point out by the way ladies and gentlemen because if you've never actually seen pants his transformation God help you if you have God help yeah, but you his, have. His, his physical transformation has been incredible i mean he really has lost a significant amount of weight. It, it's for those of us who, who know him, it, you know, in, in the physical realm, and, and of course, you know, a lot of jokes. Right <laughs> well, well, hang on a minute here. Wait a you know, minute. You know, I only know him in the uh, ether. I yeah. It's. Uh, I, I think my colleagues would agree. It's. It's been quite an impressive uh, uh, transformation. You look. So. You look like you were when I first met you. Yeah. Wow. Like getting down to that thinness. Yeah, that was twelve-ish years ago. I think. Yeah. Something like that. So you, you've really. I mean, it takes real dedication. And discipline to do what you're doing. So my hats are off to you. Sir. Well, uh, you know, I, again, the mishmash here. You know, I'm I'm 45. You know, Jamie's passing was a wake up call, and um, you know, I I never really took care of myself in that kind of way. You know, with exercising and diet, and just by doing a few minor things, you know, knock wood, I've lost 40 pounds. Uh, yeah. I, I feel it's a little not too better. Shabby at all. You know, I, I, I still like to do more. I, I don't think I'm overdoing it. I'm just trying to take, you know, mm. baby steps. So, But I would oh, like to maybe last a little longer to treadmill, you know, a little bit. But uh. you, you, Oh, Pants, you will. If, if you, okay. It's, just, it's, it's a question of time. Right, right. The, the more you do it and you figure out, you know, what kind of schedule you want. Because you, you don't have to do it every day. But right. the, more, the more you do it, you're definitely going to see your, 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 your wind will increase, your ability to run longer and and so forth so just the, the stick tutiveness you've applied to the, all the other exercises you apply the same stick tutiveness to the to the to the to the cardio you'll see improvements believe me excellent well so, thank you very much for the encouragement of course brother i appreciate course. that 
Gentlemen, I have to run. I apologize. I have to feed my kids. He's going to have to run. Look at that. Been, been there, done that. <laughs> I, I didn't even mean that bad pun either. All right. But, well, we'll be in touch, uh, sir. See you oh, soon. I look forward to seeing all of you quite soon, gentlemen. And the new twice. year, absolutely. Yes. And Brother Murdo, happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. You'll, you'll, re- you'll receive a rousing text from me as well on the first. Um, and whoa, 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 whoa. You say text? Uh, yeah, I don't receive text oh, rousing wait, or otherwise from, text. That's right. from right, anyone, right, Chris. I'm sorry. I'm right, well-intentioned. I, I just don't have the means. <laughs> I, I, I totally forgot about I, You do have a cell phone, though, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I have an old flip phone that is technically the property of my dad. Murn, uh, I, I was just being profane and blasphemous by forgetting that key element of your life experience. <laughs> Therefore, I will email you a birthday greeting, sir. <laughs> I will be very happy to receive it, Chris. Excellent. I Gentlemen, think you should record one on a VHS tape if you really <laughs> I don't have a VCR anymore, alas. But, uh, gentlemen, I will uh, wish you all a happy new year, and I will see you all very soon. All very right, good, Chris. Happy new year. Right. Wale, Magistre. Indeed, brothers. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> what did you just say? Hail and farewell, teacher. Oh, look at you. <laughs> look at him. Just look at him. Yeah. <laughs> look through your iPods at me right now. <laughs> That's right. All right. Anything else we need to talk about, Jimmy, before we delve, delve into some Doctor Who-ish talk? The silence is deafening here, boys. <laughs> no, we can talk so. about what I'm going to be doing while you guys do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just read this uh, Tomorrow's Swamp Men book. It well, you go right ahead. Smell, smell it. I, I smell? can't right no. now. It's, oh, uh, sense of smell is still in and out, and it, it's, it's out right now. Okay. All right. So we'll be, we'll be talking about Last Christmas, the most recent Doctor Who Christmas special. Yeah. But first, bless you, Mr. Murdo. I want, I want to talk a little bit about um, Torchwood. Okay. Um, now, I haven't watched the most recent series. Miracle of... Day. Correct. I watched the one with the kids. That's what I want to talk about. That one creeps me out. That's what I want to talk about. Okay. okay. So, basically, um, let's just give me a little background. I started watching Doctor Who in 2013 in, like, March with the new series with um, Rose was the first episode, went all the way through, watched all the Doctor Who's, got caught up to the current, even went back <laughs> matter to some of months. It, went back and have seen the first and second Doctor's entire what exists of, of their episodes. Yeah. So now I'm going back and forth between the third Doctor. And for last Christmas, yep. I got myself the Doctor Who Blu-ray box set of seasons one through seven. And I've been watching that and incorporating that. I've been renting the Sarah Jane Adventures and Torchwood and watch them as in chronological order. Okay. So I recently finished the um, series four of David Tennant, uh, which in 2008, which I guess was the, the end of time mm-hmm. was, was that, uh, that I'm sorry, journey's end. I watched journey's end, okay. which uh, aired in July, 2008, went in to watch Sarah Jane uh, and Torchwood in and out. I've actually watched them, but I came across in my chronological watching, Torchwood Children of Earth, which I guess came out or aired in 2009 um, during the summer. and Sounds about right. And, oh my God, Shane. I, I The Torchwood series up to that point, I was kind of meh on. It was okay. I didn't really miss... The characters who left the show, I didn't really. There, you know, there's that was fine. A lot of good and bad through the first yeah, two yeah, seasons. Yeah, a lot of good, a lot of bad. This Children of Earth thing, oh my god, that was tremendous. Fabulous. I was, I was riveted to yes, the TV for that. Absolutely. I, if I wasn't gonna fall asleep at at the end of the third episode, I would have stayed up and watched the whole thing till the middle of the night. But I watched them in two days. 
Oh, it was God. it was no powerful. Yeah. It was a good story. Well acted. Peter Capaldi was 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 in it. Was, was yeah. one of the leads. Yeah. He was one of the government agents, he right? Was, he yeah, was trying Frobisher, to, John yep. Frobisher. Um the storyline was creepy. There was some some deaths I didn't see coming. Uh, yeah. It oh was, my god, it was almost exhausting watching this. This was just and I think you might have said this to me once before that you watch it once, you never watch it again. Exactly. It's okay. it's fabulous. It's probably some of the best torchwood out there. And it's wonderful. Great. For all the reasons you said, I will never watch it again. Never. I don't care if I rewatch every Doctor Who episode under the sun. I will never be able to bring myself to watch that series again. Yes, that was so Wow, and, I, and, I, I'm trying to give too much away, but I well, 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 a little bit, but that all boils down to the last 15 minutes to a half hour of that last episode. Oh my god, that killed me. When and I, again, I mentioned spoilers. I'll pause again. Spoilers for for Torchwood, um, Children of Earth. When you realize that Jack Harness's grandson mm-hmm. is going to be part of this thing, what's going to happen to him? You're thinking, oh, my God. But what was going through my mind, because it was touched on a little early in the series, is what if he inherits his grandfather's immortality? Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, well, there, he's just going to just gonna bounce, gonna right bounce back. back up. Because they killed Jack Hardis. How many times in that series? Mm-hmm. You know, three or four times he killed him. It's like, oh, he's going to pop back up. It was in the back of my mind. And then when he did, and it's like, oh, yep. my I lost God. It. That was so His daughter was so – and rightfully oh. so – so angry at him. <laughs> oh, I, my I mean, God. I, I, I could not believe they, they did what they did on that show. That was an amazing five hours of television. Yeah. I'm amazed I, can't I didn't imagine, get spoiled by that at all. I can't imagine watching it the way you did it. I, that was how did you how did you watch it weekly? Oh yeah, because it came out like five consecutive days when it originally aired. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't watch it all at one shot like that. I didn't watch it every day. However, I recorded it when I did get it. I didn't watch it. Yeah, I watched three like episodes that. and the next two the next day. Yeah, no way. Mm-mm. That to me was it, knowing knowing how it is now. If I would have even heard an inkling of that when I watched it. That would have been more along the lines of how I watch Walking Dead, which is when I really am in the mood for it. I can't just watch Walking Dead like everybody else seems to be, where they just watch it and it's fine. I really got to be in a mood to watch it. Okay, I can certainly understand that. Yeah. Wow. Again, this was it was fantastic, and and the way that started when when you realize that Jack, because he was his uncle. In the beginning of the mm-hmm. show, I'm like, okay, and that makes sense. And you go along and you figure out who's who. And by the time they got to the end of that and he started contemplating that, I I, I was getting pissed. I thought there is no way. And then that th- that he did it, oh, I hated him. Oh, God, did I hate him. Absolutely horrendous. But save the world. Yeah. And the way the, the, way this, uh, the, this, the show ended, it's like, yeah. okay, well, now what? Now I know yeah, there's – there's, there's no hope for this now. Past the, that's it. That's the end of it. I know there's Miracle Day as the yeah. next thing, but I'm not sure when I'm going to get to watch that because that didn't actually air until like 2011. Because and- right now I've, I've just recently watched um, from the, the Doctor Who episode. Let me see here. Oh, Planet of the Dead. Okay. 
wonderful. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And, and all Michelle those... Ryan. Grrr. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. All those are really good. Water's probably my least favorite of that mm-hmm. run of, of the specials. movie specials. Um, but, yeah, I, I totally recommend anybody who's interested in Torchwood or even on the fence about it that that Children of the Earth is is phenomenal. But I'll, uh, I swear to God, I will never, ever watch that again. Never. Wow. And interweaving in and out of that, I forgot to mention, of course, the Sarah Jane Adventures, which, you know, it, it's basically a kid show. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not as riveted as, as I am with that, but there was a couple – there was a cool up, a two-parter where the, the Brigadier was in it. Yeah. And yeah. I know there's some other stuff coming with with the doctors in it, which I yep. which I'll, I'll get to. I think that's the next thing I have to watch. Actually, is well, yeah, I, I just watched Prisoner of the Dune, so I'm watching series three because I'm trying to go in order before I get to the the Waters of Mars, and then of course the end of time. I haven't even seen all the Sarah Jane ones um, myself. I've missed some of them as, as they came out. I want to go back and revisit those. And ideally, I I wanted to watch as many of these as I can to be. First of all, not spoiled. Also, be able to talk about these things when I go to Gallifrey One, sure. which is a Doctor Who fan convention in February in Los Angeles. But there's no way. I mean, I've only seen Spearhead from Space from John Pertwee. I have to go through the rest of his. I haven't seen a a a Tom, Tom Baker a Tom or... Baker serial yet, yeah. and I probably won't if I'm going in order back and forth between the current stuff and the, and the classic stuff. You know, by February. So. Yeah. But anyway, now on to the the Doctor Who Last Christmas. <laughs> so here's here's about the Christmas special. I watched it uh before I came here. I finished it literally 2 minutes late taking Ben to soccer oh, practice. Oh wow, okay. And he made it there on time and everything, but yeah, I had not gotten to watch it from Christmas when it aired. We were at my parents and then at my in-laws, uh, my sister-in-laws, and um I just hadn't had the time. Every time I go to sit down to do it, Matt was sick for a couple days. Somebody fell asleep on the couch or we were busy doing – it just never – I couldn't find a free hour. And then I found out an hour and a half and I nearly went, oh, my God, <laughs> I'll never get it done. But I got it all done just before I left the house to come here. So. What would you think? Uh, I love dreamy, weird things. Yes. And this certainly fell into that category because after the first time of being fooled, I'm like, oh, my God. They're going to do this a thousand times. And sure <laughs> enough, if they didn't. <laughs> Um, I was slightly confused and partially because I was I was really getting panicky about leaving on time uh, when – spoilers – when the doctor wakes up and goes to Clara and gets the thing off of her the first time mm-hmm. and she's old mm-hmm. and then he does it again and she's young, I got a little confused there for a minute. Well, because – that's still still in the yes. dream, right? Right, again. right. But I kind of felt like they were both still dreaming it because she wanted to know if she was young then. So they were still in that combined dream state until they finally woke up again. Mm-hmm. Um, loved, oh my god, loved when she slapped him because they had no idea what was going on in each other's lives. They both lied to each other. I I thought it was really good. It was not. Nearly as Christmassy as other episodes have been, but there was Chris, there was Santa Claus, but there was Santa Claus saving the day. And the elves of, and the one elf was Strax. One of the elves was the guy oh, that played that's Strax, right, that's right. which was kind of cool to see him out of the Santaran garb um, and just be an elf. 
but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I want to I want to watch it again when I have I, some I more time to digest too. it. I guess the the big thing about that is that uh, Jenna Coleman's staying around for series nine. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, I, I I really enjoyed. Her, I should say thank goodness. I really enjoyed her growth as a character. You know, I'm sorry, Clara's growth as a character. Yeah. With the the the, the new Doctor. And yeah, everything. going from Matt Smith to Peter Capaldi. I, I really like that, and I I. Glad he's staying around for another another go round. I am too because I don't think we've we've gotten to enjoy them together enough. And 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 I don't care if they're best of friends or if they're bickering like mad. I love their interaction. Yes, I love what they've done with both of those characters um, through the whole last series. And I think we talked about it when we talked about the regular series and its ending and everything. I wasn't wasn't the biggest Danny Pink fan. I mean, he's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, really liked what they did with him in this episode. Mm-hmm. In in a lot of ways, it was a lot uh, an an interesting way to incorporate him into the Christmas special and the dream state and Clara's feelings and the Doctor's attitude. It, it was really good. I loved in in typical Peter Capaldi Doctor fashion when he walked out of the research lab and him and Clara are talking, and all of a sudden. Something dawned on him. He turned around and he said, I hate I hate the obvious. And she said something like, why? And he goes, because you miss it. And he ran back in and he starts talking to the characters inside the research lab. And he doesn't even remember their names already because in that five seconds he walked outside, he already forgot about them. <laughs> like his, his, his still arrogance and crotchetiness, for lack of a better way to say it, Still astounds me for how he acts. I, I just love the way he's portraying the doctor. He is quite more arrogant than most other ones and not in a nice way. Like David Tennant was arrogant, but in a fun ha kind of way. And Peter Capaldi's kind of downright mean about it sometimes. But it's interesting. It's fun for me because we're watching it, not not being in it. Yeah. I'd be pretty pissed <laughs> if I was one of the characters in it. But the the resolution to the whole story and the Santa Claus parts and it was all a lot of fun. I yes. really liked how they how they came about. It was it was really really enjoyable. Very good job on yet another Christmas special. Yeah. So again, looking forward to them uh, oh, coming, back. coming back. I'm not sure when they're coming back, but I'll I'll be watching. Oh yeah. It's usually I want to say February, March or April. Well, I I, I heard they just had uh, not too long ago a their first table reading. Oh, good. For, okay. For the Magician's Apprentice, I believe is what it's called. Yep, that's what it's called. So looking forward to that. So there's our Doctor Who talk. Yeah, that was a lot episode. of fun. I, I was so bummed. I, I really was trying like crazy with, with with Christmas and traveling around to see relatives and the kids. And I 10 and 11 o'clock comes around and I'd be like, oh. and I would go to start it and I would just fall asleep <laughs> on the couch. And then I'd wake up and it's like four in the morning. I'm like, All right, I got to go to bed. All right. Well, is there anything else, gentlemen, we need to get out of our way in this mishmash episode? No, I think we're good. All right. Get ready for the next fun recordings coming up. Yes. It should be a lot of fun. Yes. So thank you again for listening. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hope to see you at some point during the 2015, at, whether it's a convention stop, the 10th anniversary special, yeah, whatever. whatever. We'll, we'll be around, or maybe even London. Come for the food, Shane, fun, and fellowship. London? What what food? The uh, the food at the uh, smorgasbord before we oh, record. Oh, that kind of food. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you. Check out our sponsors. Oh, well, yes, absolutely. This episode was brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service. 
and in-stock trades, go to dcbservice.com and instocktrades.com. You ready, Shane? Uh, where's There it is. There we go. Visit us at comicgeekspeak.com to send us an email. The address is comicgeekspeak at gmail.com. Send your muddle the merds. Leave a voicemail. The n- to leave a voicemail, the number is 267-702-6642. Stop by the comic forums and let us know how your holiday season, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever presents, goodies that you got. Let us know uh, how it was and what you got because that's cool to find out. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We would like to thank everyone who sends us emails and thank you for the cards and presents. This uh, this episode was fantastically fun and very exciting. Happy New Year to everybody. And as always, we are uniting the world's mightiest heroes, one listener at a time. Uniting the world!